money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? <laughs> I'm ready to talk the heart issues around money. Oh, today. Okay. Well, that's good, because this is the show where we talk about the hard issues around money. If you haven't joined us before, welcome. Um, This is Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb. And if you need to or want to look at some archive shows, we are on show number, I'm thinking, coming up on 100. Yes, at least. It's got to be. Anyways. Hang on. For me, the stats guy to kind of, I should check that beforehand. We should check that, because... Yeah, we're going to talk about that show on Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and how many shows we have. And we didn't check out the number. Okay. Dan, get on that. Okay. Well, we'll figure out how many shows it is. (laughs) In the meantime, if you do want to listen to an archive show, morethanenough.ca and chri.ca, just uh, look for the uh, financial fitness tab there and you'll find those archive shows. If you want to listen on a podcast, we have a... are it hosted on iTunes, on TuneIn, on Google Play, on all kinds of other um, podcasting platforms. And if it's not on your uh, podcasting platform, reach out to us and we'll see what we can do about getting it on there. Because we want to get the message out of hope and freedom around money. Yes. We do talk about money on this show. We do talk about money. We talk about money a lot. And today... Uh, we are. We sit in the studio. Our physical location is here in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, and we have had a bit of a crisis here in in Ottawa. And it's one of those crises that there wasn't really a lot of warning around. Um, we don't get too many tornadoes in in the Ottawa area, but we experienced three at basically exactly the same time in different spots, uh, and then two microbursts. So kind of five weather events all going on at on different Friday, parts in the Friday city. Night. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that was, of, of course, it's had a massive impact on some communities in the city and absolutely zero impact on other co- communities mm-hmm. in the city, which is, again, typical of a tornado where it's very pinpoint, um, but the devastation is huge. And in fact, uh, I think the, the stat I do remember uh, on Friday afternoon, or into the evening, there were 150,000 people that were without power um, because of those uh, events. So that's had a, a pretty big impact on us, and we want to including our office. Uh, our, yeah, our office affected was, us it, personally for sure. But but we and of course our hearts go out to the people that do. Um, that are affected uh, our office we lost power but the reality was yeah. is everything is safe and secure uh, certainly many homes uh, across the ottawa community lost roofs and homes and trees are, are landed all over the place and and cars upside down and certainly if if again uh, see some of those those pictures and it just looks like a war zone so you know our prayers and our hearts go out to, to those that are experiencing 
the trauma around. Yeah, I, I think, I, I don't know about how the listeners are feeling, but I'm certainly feeling this week like there's a certain um, shift in the atmosphere uh, around our city uh, of care and concern, uh, of heaviness, of... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, kind of shock still, right? It's yeah. a, it's been a traumatic experience for a, people who were in their homes. I mean, we've all heard all kinds of stories uh, about um, where people were. Mm-hmm. I know, I can't remember his name. I heard him on CBC was, I think it's Ben Spears is the youth, youth leader at Arlington Woods. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the building when the roof came off right and it happened you know around five or whatever between five and six on friday and it was before they would have had youth in mm-hmm. that room mm-hmm. that night where the roof mm-hmm. came off man uh, i had also heard there were an awful lot of people um dunrobin is one of the areas that got hit and and there's a local fair that was on there yes. a lot of people were at the fair um and that in a sense, they weren't at home. Um, but can you imagine again, we just can't imagine what would have happened if, if that, uh, had a moved just a few kilometers and hit the fairgrounds where there was such a, a gathering of people. I know it's a, it's a, I don't know. It gives you kind of a jolt in the arm. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's why David and I are talking about it. We had another plan for today's show, but, um, I, I think, um, David and I are quite, uh, have been sobered mm-hmm. by by what has happened, um, partially because we got the warning on our phones and we ignored it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. We're we're one of those that was thinking, well, you know, we get these warnings. We've got them over the years. I I know we've got them on our phones or over the mm-hmm. airwaves over the years and haven't done anything because Ottawa just doesn't get hit by tornadoes. And now we have a, we'll have a totally different response to that. I imagine in the future, but um, so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, a topic that we've, we before the Lord have um, over this past week been really praying about, and Mm -hmm. that is um, getting our house in order. We, you yeah. all know, I don't know if you all know, maybe some of you don't, more than enough, we coach people to get their finances in order. And we maybe aren't, um, I, I think we're pretty passionate about it, but maybe we don't deliver the seriousness sometimes of what we feel about this message in our hearts. And now it's just really become... Well, and uh, one of the things that, that uh, you know, we were talking uh, over the weekend and, and that whole early warning system and, and the fact that we ignored, you yeah. know, really did ignore the the text. We got the text. We were in the office. We were getting ready to leave. It's like, oh, well, there's a weather warning out. Oh, okay. Let's jump in the car and go. Didn't uh, we were looking in the rearview mirror, seeing the the dark clouds behind mm-hmm. us. And, and in fact, the weather was was quite fine there was uh, we knew that there was a storm kind of blowing in and we thought oh we'll get home before before that and you know recognizing now of course when you look back and you go mm-hmm. oh my goodness uh, you know the 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 um the ability to look back and see oh maybe that wasn't such a good move mm-hmm. and, and well and then the, the authorities like i finally mm-hmm. i've learned since that when they give those warnings you have 10 minutes 
to 15 to 30 minutes before it actually hits. Mm-hmm. So they're, they suggest you don't hightail it on the road and get home like we did, mm-hmm. that you actually stay put and find shelter until this, the warning and the storm is passed. And um, we were, we've been talking and thinking about that. And actually what's prompted this whole discussion that we're having this morning about getting our house in order, our financial house in order, in light of what mm-hmm. we've seen this past week in our city, um, we we are falling asleep and David, you know, I'll confess this. He, you know, sometimes we're going to sleep and he rocks me with some question that gets my mind reeling or it's like, he doesn't ask me the profound question at seven in the morning. It's like at 10 at night. And this was it. He said, well, what would you have done if you would have known that a year from now we're going to get hit and our house is going to get hit by a tornado? How would you be ready for that experience? And I start, I'm like, well, for one, you can't stop a tornado. I mean, we know that. Mm-hmm. But then it got us, got me thinking. Well, what would I have done? How do, we, how do you prepare for tragedy? And tragedy sneaks up. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily tell you in advance. But, but saying that, there is a story in Scripture with the words "Get your house in order." And he, this king, was warned in advance. And Isaiah actually. Uh, 38, it says, In those days Hezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said, Thus says the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. I mean, not many of us get that What I find fascinating (laughs) about that whole warning is he's sick in bed. Like, he's already sick. And, yes. and again, when we relate he, that probably, to finances. He might, he might be thinking that he's already dying. Yeah, well, when yeah. we relate it to finance, there's a lot of symptoms that are there, right, already. And yet, um, Isaiah has to come and go, oh, by the way, God says, get your house in order. And, I, and this is like the text, right? Yes. We can look into the sky and, and we can see the clouds coming and we can, in a sense, go, whoa, there's going to be a big storm and not actually do anything, not mm-hmm. actually re- respond to it. And then all of a sudden, somebody comes, a text, or somebody says something. Man, you know, we heard multiple stories of parents calling their kids in, and 10 minutes later, the... Well, that one story of the gentleman I shared with sure. you, where he's like, the kids are in the treehouse, get them out of the treehouse. And it was 10 minutes later, the treehouse was totally destroyed. And it was that warning that saved their life. Mm-hmm. And well, actually, it was the response to the warning. It was the response. It was the, the response warning. to the warning that saved their life. And um, anyway, I, there's just so, so, there's just so, so much now, to say. So now you have to read Hezekiah's oh, yes. response. Okay. So then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall, which is very interesting. And he prayed to the Lord and he said, Remember now, O Lord, I pray how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah and said, Go and tell Hezekiah, thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father. I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears and surely I will add your tears. To your days 15 years but I, I guess the point the the point of what we want to draw us to this morning is we believe we know that God is telling us as a Canadian culture 
to get your house in order. We, mm-hmm. we don't have Isaiah, but we do have Isaiah. We have God. We have the Word of God, and He's telling us to get our house in order. What does that mean for each of us? Mm-hmm. I can't define that for you. And David and I, even in the midst of this week, you know, we've had a crazy busy season. Our daughter's about to get married. You know, things are shifting in our lives, and I can't say we've sat long enough to look at each other and pray and say, Lord, where are we letting it slip? Mm-hmm. And I think this conversation even is convicting for David and I. This Absolutely, this- because, I mean, part of the conviction comes from, uh, you know, I, my position within More Than Enough, within the financial industry, and, and really the voice that we have with this podcast is one that we do want to, to um, highlight the atmosphere in finances in Canada with the Canadian family and say, you know what, we're not healthy. Um, There are all kinds of indicators, uh, symptoms that say, you know what, in our finances, we need to be a little bit healthier. We need to have some, make some changes and those changes are going to be not as a reaction out of fear. I mean, again, we don't want to be fear-mongering and say, no. oh, the sky is falling and the Canadian economy is, is going to blow up and we're all going to be destitute. That's not the siren that, that we're saying. What we're saying is, is that we are financially carrying some unhealthy habits and and we do believe and i can say this unequivocally that god has said over and over and over multiple times in the last 10 years that we've been doing this the challenge to yes get out of debt get get rid of the the weight of debt that you're carrying manage your your resources in a way that gives glory and honor to god do these things because it's going to have an impact on the community around you um again i i go back one of the the first um i would say challenges for me personally was just how can you help your neighbor if you're so far in debt that you know your neighbor's in crisis and there's your hands are tied there's and, nothing and, and we actually have a great example of that of what happened on saturday in our mm-hmm. own community out near kempville where we live and uh, we didn't we weren't in kempville and i'm kind of glad we weren't because it was like the whole I don't know, all those who were without power in Barhaven decided to hop on the 416 and head to Kempville. Mm-hmm. There were lineups for gas, coffee. I mean, Tim Hortons ran out of coffee by the end of the day. You know, the Subway store mm-hmm. didn't had like 10 ran out, bun, ran out ran out buns, buns yeah. or had very few buns left. And that was mid-afternoon. Um but yet also their post seeing of how the community, the coffee shops, like there's one called Brood Awakenings, and they were open and full of people. And the bakery in town baked more bread, delivered it to them just because they knew they'd need it. Mm. They didn't even have to order it. It was like, it was like the community was knowing what 
was needed around and they just met the need and of course that's what happens when community works together yeah, and but- we heard a story that the the guys at the McEwen were going yeah we're the first gas station off the highway but there's one just a little bit further down that because still has well, gas and it was causing a lineup right, right? But, you know backup and, and they weren't out of gas yet no. which was I found hilarious it's like okay so you know from a, a business standpoint going you're telling people to go down the, the road, road rather than wait right yes because that's again as the community pulls together it wasn't about making a profit it wasn't about selling more gas it was about meeting the need right that that was coming off the highway and i think in times if the nobody we've talked about this before everyone says well what's going to happen i'm like the world owes every nation owes another nation money Mm. there's like this perfect storm of of who knows what can happen, but nobody knows how it's going to happen or if it's going to happen because it's never happened before. We've never been in this predicament historically right. and financially. So we're not sure what's going to happen. What what would happen if, I don't know, I don't know what glo- what global financial crisis could happen. Who knows? But if, if a community is prepared, if an individual is prepared, like Kempville, mm-hmm. like it, Kempville wasn't really prepared other than it had its own resources. It, you know, Brood Awakings was a fulfilling its calling. It wasn't trying to pump gas because it didn't have gas. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody had its place. And yes, by the end of the day, the shelves were very empty, even in the Walmart and all of that. Because, but, but a crisis. I do, I do want to jump in here and go, okay, so let's be a little bit careful. And, and we're not talking about reacting out of fear. Uh, again, you know, when we could get, there's all kinds of voices that, that speak this, um, this clarion call of, okay, this, as I said earlier, the sky is going to fall. Let, let's react out of fear. Um, no, we, we don't, we don't want to do that. In fact, when we, we talk about finances, we do see that there, there is lead time, that there is time for us to get our houses in order. Um, even if we're like Hezekiah, who there are symptoms. That we're sick. There's yes. symptoms that you know. I I don't think it would have taken a very. Um, oh, so, okay. So let's. I'm going to interject because no. you mentioned some before. What are some symptoms that we could look in our bank accounts and our finances? I guess that's one. If we're ignoring our finances, that's probably a warning sign. Mm-hmm. If we're ignoring our financials, if we don't know, if you don't know, if I don't know what's happening in my bank account. Uh, and I don't know how much is coming in or going out or whether I've got enough to pay my mortgage. Okay, that that would be one big flashing red warning sign, right? For sure, right? I mean, again, it's, I mean, and some of the indicators are, are pretty simple. You know, the, well, if your visa card is more than it was six months ago, you know, if you're, if you look at any of the debt, whether it's a line of credit or, or visa, you know, your mortgage, we can look at that and we're going to see it's, it's lower now than it was six months ago because that's the way a mortgage works so long as i keep making the payments right it's going to go down but if you can't meet your visa bill that that's a real easy indicator revolving credit anything that you've got that that credit that you have access to and you basically just pull up a statement from six months ago and say oh it was at this and now it's at this if it's not lower then you know that you are living on more than you're making over that period of time and that's just an indicator again something needs to change we want to reverse that trend if you see it going down and you see it going getting uh, smaller and smaller in terms of your debt pat yourself on the back and say all right 
I'm going in the right direction. Maybe you're not happy with the speed of it and all of that. Mm -hmm. That's a whole different issue. But recognizing that, oh, okay, things are moving in the direction that I uh, I want them to move. And and in finances, that is the one thing that we can say is the numbers are black and white. You know, we, there are certain things that we can certainly look at and go, oh, this is where we stand as compared to another point in time and, and do the comparison. And I was, th- I was thinking about hope this week, not our daughter hope, but the hope, the idea, because one of mm. our phrases at work is hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. And we, you know, if you're not looking at your finances and your visa bills climbing and you're just like, okay, well, I just need hope for my finances. I mean, this is where David and I um, uh, have partnered so well together because I'll say, well, like we need more hope. And Dave will say, well, what practically do we have to do to generate some of that hope in our lives? And I, I, it struck me this week because I was hearing a story about um, our neighbors to the south and their government system. And this uh, expert was talking. He said, you know, we can talk all the hope we want, but unless we make some movement towards changing what we're not happy with, it, it's there it will be it's no just rhetoric. it's just rhetoric mm-hmm. and it struck me because of what we talk about here on the show we can dave and i could talk to her blue in the face and we will if that's really what you want but i don't think you want that you know there there is it takes courage to face your finances it takes courage to say you know what my i just you know what it's okay can you just admit it my visa bill i'm not paying my visa bill Go find someone and say, I'm not paying my visa bill. Just get it off your chest. (laughs) Just say, you know what? I've got this warning in my life that my finances aren't in good shape and I need help because that's part of getting your house in order. One is admitting it and seeing the warning signs and then reacting to the warning signs. Just, just like some of the folks did with the tornado this past week. And there's, it's hard. It does take courage. I get it. But you know what? We're at the place like, if, if th- that dad heard the warning signs and thought, oh, well, I just don't want to bother my kids right now. They're having so much fun in the tree. It's a little inconvenient. It's a little inconvenient to, you know, to stop their play. No, he went called his other daughter, said, get over there, get the kids out of the treehouse. And, and they listened to him because they trusted him. The, the, the young man on the radio actually said, because it was dad and because then I knew and it was serious. I think serious. there probably was some pretty serious urgency in, in his I'm voice. Sh- I, I mean, sure. I, I'm as a dad, I'm like, okay, but, I could put myself in that place. But there's a spiritually significant mm-hmm. comparison. If our father is telling us, and and we trust him, mm-hmm. and we say that he is good, and we say that our father in heaven knows what's best, and he is giving us these promptings, even if we don't want to call them warnings. And he's saying, look at your your life. Look at your life. He says, redeem the time. Time is short, it says in Ephesians. You know, let's make the most of, of how we're living. And that includes everything, and not just our finances. But, you know, Hezekiah, what was his response? He wept bitterly. But before he wept bitterly, he cried out to the Lord. And he he did defend himself. He said, I've been doing what you've said. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm doing it. I, I'm, I've done it. Give me more time. 
you know, save me. I don't even, me. did he even ask for I more know, time? God, God just gave him more time. Yeah, he did. He yeah. just wept bitterly. Yeah. It doesn't say, hey. But you I'm know, sure I would ask for more time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. See, Jesus when, when, really when faced When faced with that, that uh, I'm sure he was thinking, hey, there is still stuff to do. And, and again, I want to go back to that and just reiterate that, you know, this, the promptings, the warnings, um, sometimes they can they can lead to fear but that's that's not hezekiah's no, response no. and that's not the response that we want to have because as you said reb that we have a, the the warning is there to generate an action and an action that is actually proactive an action that is ahead of the 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 the, the event or the crisis and and so and why do we get warned because the father knows he can help us mm-hmm. divert mm-hmm. that that real tragedy if we pay attention and and do something now while we have time and i just want to say this that well and i want i want to jump in there and we only have a few minutes left but i want to connect that back up to the story of the dad and his kids in the playhouse going so there's there's the the response there was a warning from dad kids get inside that happens ahead of, ahead of the event um and obviously we have a choice to listen just like the kids had a choice to listen and and sometimes the the urgency is there sometimes we don't recognize it again i'm, I'm connecting those dots but the reality is is after the event happened then you're re- you're just reacting to the crisis mm-hmm. then you know significantly um, more difficult circumstances come our way. And the, I mean, we don't even go there with that response no. to say, what would have happened if they hadn't listened to their dad? Well, that would have been a disaster. That would have been truly a, a crisis. And yet we find ourselves going, oh, I should have, I should have listened. I should have responded. I should have done something. And it doesn't mean that the crises don't happen in our lives, but they it, are going to happen. They are. They and, are going to happen. And, and we, we'll just be more prepared if we heed and start taking some action. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say this. There are people at our office who have come in and who have said, I'm just sensing I need to get out of debt. Mm-hmm. I'm just sensing an urgency to do this. One lady, in fact, um, bless her heart, um, heard heard the Lord um you know, speak to her heart, say, get your house in order. She was up at five, so she starts cleaning her house. And uh, she happens to be outside. She cleans her house, gets outside into the garden. And uh, I don't know if she was listening to the radio show, but she thought of a radio show or something. And all of a sudden she thought, wait a minute, this is my financial house. You just, Lord, you don't want me just to clean my house. You want me to get my house in order. So, there are people mm-hmm. who, just like you listeners out there who are heeding this call and prompting because it's for our own good. Mm-hmm. Lord, I pray that for David and I even this morning, even though we teach about this all the time, that you would help us heed your voice, that the listeners would heed your voice. And if there is a warning and you're sending us that text message saying, you know, there's trouble that may come in your finances. So get your house in order today. Lord, we just we just want to make it right with you and trust you. Just like those children trusted their dad to get out of the treehouse. We thank you that you kept them safe. We thank you that they heeded the voice of their dad. 
We thank you for the saved lives and the communities around that are rallying to help because they can and they have been prepared to offer assistance. That's who we want to be in our finances for others. And uh, Lord, we just ask for your help in this today. In Jesus' name, amen. So here's the pitch. If you want to respond uh, to uh, the the prompting or the text message or the warning, or you're just feeling like I need somebody to look at it, um, give more than enough a call. More than enough dot ca is the best way through the the website. Just con- reach out to us, and we've got coaches who will look at your situation and start to work and and direct you to where you need to go. And if you just need more shows, then you can always find them on iTunes, on chri.ca, or or blogs. Rebecca writes the blogs. So uh, just feel free to reach out and join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.